favorite candies for sure uh peanut coated m&ms i mean i, I love those peanut m&ms actually and then uh mr Goodbar. it seems like every time i walk by mr Goodbar, he calls me you know and says andy come eat me tonight for 15 back in the third quarter 11 down in the fourth en route to a 116 108 conquest okc improves to four and three on the season comes home with the pitch swung on hit the right field and the phillies <laughs> are gonna lead it yeah they are bryce harper has put the Phillies on top with a two-run home run over the out-of-town scoreboard. Simply amazing. Harper here at home has homered on back-to-back swings. Listen to this. Crazy. Good morning. Uh, good to see everybody. Well, I agree. Good morning, everyone. Wednesday, November 2, hour 3, T-Row in the morning show. The ref, the home of Sooner fans. It's a working man Wednesday. Toby and TJ with you. Our little show every day and all 11 listeners that we have brought to you by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, XOE. It's the place to be. You can find the bad boys there. I'm the bad boy of Oklahoma Sports Radio. TJ's known as the CF Moto of Oklahoma Sports Radio. You can find those there as well. They're awesome. Four-wheelers, utility vehicles, side-by-sides. The fastest-growing brand. I can be known as that, but I'm not right now, so. Power sports industry, TJ, can be bought. (laughs) (laughs) They offer excellent financing options for all types of credit through both local and national lenders. They've got two factory-trained service technicians on site. Extreme Outdoor Equipment in Newcastle. Go see them. Eh, How excited can I get about the Thunder, TJ? Let me know. Four and three, four-game winning streak. What do you think? Is it uh, well, how? How should I feel? It's what we talked about uh, last week or whenever it was. Like, what do you believe they're going to allow you to feel? Like emotionally, are they going to allow you to go on this journey? Because you like a journey. Oh, I love a journey. A journey that should be a team that could could contend for a playoff spot if they stay relatively healthy. You know. SGA goes down or something like that. Things completely shift on an outlook of a season. But if they were to stay healthy, they should contend for a playoff spot. But are they going to allow you to have that emotional journey? Or are you they... saying, or they like trade away their best players? No, or I'm they saying they sit just... them down with fake injuries or yes, something? Yes, that's what I'm saying. How do they approach? How are they approaching it? That's the question. I mean. You should feel like you've got a good team with a good young nucleus that can win games and win enough to be in that discussion. But does the organization allow you that Here's the two trains of thought. 
one. First train of thought. It's two trains, TJ, okay? Here's the first train. They were pretty good. We could contend for the bottom of the playoffs this year. Mm-hmm. Our fans need it. It's been a few years since they've had anything to get excited about. Let's go for it. Plus, we've got all these draft picks. If push came to shove, we could package some together. We could still get pretty high up in the draft, regardless of of uh, you know where we are. We could still go get a good player. Let's go for it. That's the first train. Second train is, now we're pretty good. But if we could get Wimbledon, we could add that to what this young nucleus already, then we could, you know, maybe take this rocket ship to the moon. And we're not going to get Wimbledon without, I mean, nobody's giving up the number one pick next year, no matter how many, um, uh, you know, draft picks you want to try to trade them. So let's be, let's one more year, let's just push it back. Now, I think train number one's the train they'll take. Because there's no guarantee that no matter how bad you try to tank, you're getting that number one pick. You don't know how the ping pong balls are going to fall. So I think they're going to go for it. As long as SGA stays healthy, right? And that's a big if. Like he's had yeah, that's, a hard I mean, time that's, staying that, healthy. Like I said, that totally changes the outlook of your season if that doesn't happen. So, and we're not. No, nobody's under the illusion here on this show anyway that they're going to win the West. I'm just saying, I really think the fan base and the organization and everybody needs some meaningful games at the end of the season. Some we're trying to make a playoff spot everybody's showing up at the arena we're watching on tv we're talking about it on the radio there's some drama hanging in the air around this team maybe there's even some playoff basketball back in oklahoma city at the expense of missing out on this guy that everybody thinks is the next lebron you've declared him a bust bust but everybody thinks is the next lebron we need it we still got plenty of assets we're going for it i think that's what they'll choose but it's what they should choose. You should always you, choose you, that. Yeah. With no relegation, though, I don't know if you should always choose that. If you're a small market team that does not have the resources to just go out and buy players in free agency, and your only avenue is growing through the draft, then that's how the Tampa Bay Rays and the Houston Astros and some of these other teams have done it. Not that Houston's well, small Well, I market, agree with but that. But get as bad as possible, gather up draft picks, and build a great team. I agree with that. But my, my point is with that, yes, you do that. And you, you hope on the second, third, fourth picks you end up with, you hit with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrooks. You, for me in the NBA, I've never been a sellout for the number one guy guy because it never works out. It's too big of a... Uh, of, of a luck of a ping pong ball, like you can't guarantee yourself that. So, I agree with that, but I, I you can't sell out for one. Go guy. for it. Like We're this, in agreement. What, what I'm saying is this year, yeah, you go for it and you try to win and make the playoffs because you can't sell out for that one guy. Are they good? Are they good enough? You watched them much? I've watched them some. I, I they're good enough. Yes. 
They're absolutely good enough. If 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 fun. healthy. They're young, they're hungry, they're um irritating. Yeah, and they are. They're going Especially to beat some Dort. teams just because they don't back off because they're at that age where they're a spunky puppy and it's like, dude, come on, calm down. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. You got a bunch of young, promising guys, right? Are they good enough that you could package some of those assets and go get somebody and maybe they're not a bottom of the playoff team in the West? Like, could you add a an attractive piece to this? And I don't know exactly who that is at this point, but could they be like a, you know, a top four, five team in the West if you went and got the right piece? Well, the right piece is kind of like what superstar would be available that the organization is just blowing everything completely up. Hmm. I mean, it would have to be a high level superstar. Not blowing everything up. They're just saying we got a thousand draft picks here. We'll give you four of them. Well, that's what I mean, but that team, if they're giving up an elite guy that takes you to that point, like, who is that? Like, who is that? I don't know if I'm talking about an elite guy. I'm just saying they're a buyer at the trade deadline instead of just tanking. Sure, you can find a piece. Yeah. I thought you meant, like, a guy that puts you over the top and makes you a contender. That guy's not Uh, available. How about, like, a... I'm trying to. I'm looking right now at, at other teams. Hmm. Like with the amount of picks that they've got and some pieces that they have, sure you could pick up a really nice. What player. What about like a Buddy Heald caliber player? Oh yeah, you've got the you've got the assets to pull off a, a Buddy Heald trade that would come in and definitely help you. But I, I don't know a, that that makes them a top four team at that point. I think point. they need a big more than that. But, like, imagine adding Buddy Heald to this current team, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, holy cow. That, like, man, they really can go now. Uh, Rudy I'm Gobert. Not, uh, no, thank you. <laughs> He's pretty popular. They just got Rudy Gobert. Isn't he tied up for, like, ten years? I'm just, I'm just you said a big man. I'm just trying to think oh. of a name out there that would set them apart like what you're saying. So... Yeah, I don't know. The text line might have some suggestions. I'm just my, my point is this: Are they good enough? Because they got a ton of assets, right? They're sitting on a mountain of assets, and we've always said, "Well, you can use those for the draft. You can use them to trade up and get better picks in the draft." True, like it, but you could also use them in free agency, or you can use them in trades. I'm sorry, not free agency. You can use them in trades. Are they good enough, or do they have a good enough nucleus of young players now? That you can say, all right, let's now now let's add to this and let's go see how much we can win. You bring I don't know if in, they're there yet. I don't you bring know if in a veteran guy. You still make yeah. the run at your playoffs. You get that experience. You get uh, Chet Holmgren back healthy next year, and then yeah. see where you're so at. You got Giddy. You got SGA. Yep. You got all these young guys. You add a, a, a veteran through trade, and let's see what we got now. That's exactly right. Someone here suggesting Draymond Green. You want Draymond? No, I don't want Draymond. <laughs> guy with experience and rings. How is Draymond Green not on the net? Um, because him and Kevin Durant hate one another. That's how that's not happening yet. So? Perf- even more reason for him to go to the Nets. Okay, uh, well, we'll revisit that after they play Denver tomorrow night. We might look at them and go, ah, never mind. This team's terrible. But they've won four in a row. They're four and three. They've come from behind. 
uh, the last two games from double digits in the fourth quarter. By the way, the secret scrimmage that the men's basketball team played over on Saturday that we're not allowed to talk about, you know, TJ, that every team the plays a secret, secret top scrimmage. Secret, secret. Some of them put them on TV and stream them and all that kind of stuff, but nobody's supposed to talk about it. They may have actually won that scrimmage. I can't tell you whether they did or not, TJ, but they may have. You understand? Maybe it was by. I understand. Maybe it was uh, by a nice amount over a really good team. Do you like ducks, TJ? Are you a ducks fan? Like just general, the bird. I'm talking just about. the bird. Um, they can be pleasant and they can be really mean. So I, uh, yeah. yeah, I like ducks though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just curious. Huh. Um, Peyton Manning is See what he did the- there, people? Huh? I'm He's just gonna asking get him in trouble. Bird. He's going to be running up the tunnel. Aviary question, okay? That's all that was. A nice, hey, that's a nice win. That's a, that, <laughs> not, that, it doesn't mean a lick, right? But that's a good confidence builder to go I don't know what you're talking about. I just asked if you like ducks or know. not. I don't know what you're talking about, a win. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Peyton Manning hosting the CMAs. How do you feel about this? I've always said, as an entertainer, he is much better than a football player. I I'm completely fine with it. So you're Peyton looking Manning, forward to it. Peyton Manning is a funny guy. He'll do a good job as host. Um, he did a great job when he hosted the ESPYS, and I, wasn't there another award show that he hosted? I don't know. I may just be thinking of the commercials coming up for the. Uh, I'm looking forward the CMAs. to CMAs. How about this, uh, Angelo's? Pizzeria. Hey, Angelo's. The best pizza in Philadelphia, they say. It's a, a, a apparently a famous place. Angelo's Pizzeria in South Philly, TJ. Ever heard of it? Hey, Angelo's. Uh, I've heard of it, and it was just yesterday or the day before for some reason, and I don't remember why. The Astros tried to get some pizza from there. That wasn't it, like... That's weird that that would have come up and it wasn't tied to the Astros story. The Astros got to town. They ordered some pizza from Angelo's to bring to the team hotel, and Angelo said, no thanks. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Philly fans. <laughs> they declined to This is to only funny because it's the Astros. Pizza. They declined to sell pizza to the Houston Astros. Legendary. I mean, Angelo's was already legendary. Now the people of Philadelphia, you know. That's awesome. Uh, By the way, as we go to our first break, uh, whatever you do, people, do not go back and listen to the first hour of the show today. Please do. First segment, first hour. I'll have it posted here shortly after the show's done. uh, Perhaps my most regrettable. There were talks of of Wolverines. Clinchings. I don't know what all went on in that first segment. And listen to the first hour of the show. We'll be back. The T Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full line dealer for bad boy zero turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I 44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. All right. Welcome back. It's uh, the Yahtzee of Sports Radio. Toby and TJ back with you this hour, brought to you by RK Black. Uh, board game commercials back in the day made it look like families had so much fun, but they didn't show someone grabbing the board and slamming it over little brother's head or uh, someone chunking uh, the dog on Monopoly across the room. Uh, that's truly what happens when families get together and play board games. So It's all about uh, over-the-top competition that leads to fights and disharmony. <laughs> right. Yeah. 
Uh, walrus, this texter says on the Air Comfort walrus. Solution. You, text you, you did say walrus. Wal- walrus. Walrus. Uh, walrus. Walrus. Penguin and the walrus. Walrus. <laughs> uh, you guys should play Cards Against Humanity on air during the summer for one segment. Uh, can't I've seen do that. that game. I don't know what it is. Um, we couldn't do that on the air. It's uh, not is it not FCC compliant. It's very oh, inappropriate. Really? Yeah. Oh, boy, yeah. I don't know do that. Yeah. Um, TJ descri- uh, Toby describing TJ's wealth as a peanut M&M almost gave me flashbacks to the Holy Biscuit ad read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I played summer ball at Westmore with Bryce Harper. Hated the, way, the guy. I haven't seen any. Uh, I haven't seen any money yet from the Holy Biscuit people for those long lines that we led to. Them. I stood in that long line and had the Holy yeah. Biscuit. I know what we did for them. They were all OU fans. Yeah. Uh, I played summer ball at Westmore with Bryce Harper. Hated the guy. Still do. I was impressed with how good he was, but he was a bleep. Mm. <laughs> I think kind of doesn't everybody kind of feel that way about Brass Harper even like when you you know I think even his friends yeah like him and Chris Bryant are good friends and I think Chris Bryant would tell you he's a butt so yeah yeah uh, make the playoffs get Chet healthy for next year this person says I like that idea uh, bring back the big Kiwi a mm. couple of votes here for Surge to come back oh, I love Surge. Uh, that I, would be a good addition. That I mean, that wouldn't cost you a ton either. I mean, no, it costs you cost some, but not a ton. I say the Thunder go for the playoffs and reevaluate in the go spring when it. they see how close they are to a playoff spot. Well, I mean, that's the right answer, right? I mean, yes. First half of the season to the All Star break, you go for everything. Let's see what we got, and then then's when you got to make a decision. Like, all right, listen, we, we're not going anywhere. Uh, or, yep, we're in this thing. And now, I mean, there's more teams that are in it now. Uh, so, we'll see. Right now, they're in the uh, seven seed, TJ. Opening round game against, uh, opening round series against uh, the Dallas Mavericks would Ooh, be your play-in game. They've already beat the Mavericks, so. Yeah, they came from 16 down with three and a half minutes to go yeah, against them. Yeah. Uh, Toby, TJ. But the next few games are really tough, so they could really, this get, we're four and three and excited, but. They could be four and eight here pretty soon. We'll see. This is a text all over the place. Toby, TJ, I'm sitting in the laundry room of the Hilton Anatole in Dallas, learning how to start a Southwest 737, listening to y'all. Y'all always start my day off right. That's from Southwest Oki. Uh, please go back and read that s- a little slower so I can try to comprehend exactly. I know, uh, Laundry room at the Anatole. Learning go how ahead. to... Uh, Toby TJ, I'm sitting in a laundry room of the Hilton uh-huh. Anatole in Dallas, learning how to start a Southwest 737, listening to y'all. What kind of questions that Phil? <laughs> so is uh, you're training to be a pilot? I'm assuming. Learning how to uh, just say start an airplane is a weird thing to say. Yeah, learning how to start just, a Southwest a, yeah. 737 yeah. is what it says. Yeah. Well, hopefully, after you learn how to start it, let's learn how to fly it. Like that's the major part. All right. Well, that's an interesting. I hope sentence. you're learning how to start it for the proper reasons. I mean, what what do we have here? 
thank you for listening is what we should be saying. That was a very Should you be listening to us while you're trying to learn how to fly a plane? Concentrate concentrate (laughs) on what you're doing. (laughs) Wait a minute, I gotta go back. Bag up, bag up, bag up, Terry. Put it in reverse, Terry. I know your name, so if that comes over the intercom, Hello, Southwest passengers. This is your flight attendant, or flight, uh, your uh, captain. Captain. Uh, yeah. And you say that name? I don't want to give your name because you're going by Southwest Oki now. I see you on your text. I'm going to mm. get off that plane. I'm like, I need off this plane. He was listening to me while learning to fly. That was a very good over the airport <laughs> airplane speaker voice <laughs> until you butchered it. It was really good. I almost said flight attendant, but I meant to say captain. Uh, the app's you know, fine on my end. Jerry Seinfeld has a bit about, it's an old bit, but it's about the pilot coming on and talking to you about where you are in the sky and how long it's going to take you to get there and all that kind of stuff. And he's like, uh, just shut up. We know where we're going. We bought the ticket. Just concentrate on flying the plane and leave us alone back here. I couldn't disagree more. I love it every time the captain comes on. First off, just hearing his voice gives me comfort. But I wish they would do more of, like, uh, you know, kind of being a tour guide for us in the skies, you know? If you look out when, when they the go, lab, you'll see the Statue of Liberty. I'm circling exactly. around for you so that you can take a good look at uh, we're somewhere. Yeah. We're somewhere over the uh, state of Colorado right now. If you look to your left, you'll see the Rocky Mountains, you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> well, I would like more... More air tour guide action up there. What are they doing? They're just up there flying, you know. Might as well come on and entertain us a little bit. Um, but uh, to uh, Southwest uh, uh, Oki there, uh, concentrate on your studies, all right? Out the left side of the plane, you'll see the city of Albuquerque. He's going to go in to take his pilot's test and be like, where's the Wolverine? I was learning about how to start the plane, and there's something about a Wolverine. Uh, <laughs> when will John, when will we hear when will we hear from John Morris, my two favorite play-by-play guys on the air together? Friday morning, JMO will join us live on the show Friday morning. The voice of the Bears, voice of the Baylor Bears. Now, some people are telling me how sometimes their app doesn't work for them, but sometimes it does. So, thanks, guys. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, I think we're caught up for now. Uh, 405-651-3439 if you would like to chime in. By the way, Saturday's looking better. Uh, down to a 10% chance of rain Saturday. We started, let's see, Monday I came on the air, I think it was 65%. Yeah. Yesterday it was 35%. Now it's down to 10%. It looks like almost everything that we're going to get is going to be on Friday. Maybe late Thursday night, but Friday is going to be the the tough weather day in Oklahoma. I mean, we need the rain, so bring it on. But there's the possibility of some severe weather in the state, so pay attention to that. But Saturday's looking, like right now, pretty beautiful. High of 65 and a 10% chance of rain. And due to Friday night being the way it's uh, looking like, uh, I believe, like, I think all uh, at least the majority of them that we uh, handle have all been shifted to Thursday night. So I think a lot of them around the state have. So check your high school schedules. High school if you're football on that. games is what yes. he's talking about yes. there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, 
So a lot of games moving to Thursday, you're telling me? Yeah, both Normans did. I think uh, all the Edmond schools, Deer Creek, finally got permission to move. So there's a big majority of them that have moved to Thursday night this week. 10 a.m. is when we'll be on the air on Saturday. Teddy, Chris Plank, and I will be at Balfour of Norman for an hour from 10 to 11 a.m. if you want to come by and see us on Saturday morning. Uh, then the pros take over at 11 a.m. Our network pregame coverage starts for you at high noon on Saturday over there at FanFest at the party at the Palace. Barry Switzer always joins us in the first hour of that show. I think the GOAT, Patty Gasso, is coming by to see Chris live. Going to be on the air with Chris and Gabe in the first hour on Saturday. So big day. Baylor coming to town. Sooners have won two in a row. I don't know. I, I, there is a definite, um, I don't want to say uneasiness, but th- I think there's a realization by everyone I've heard from, TJ, this is going to be a tough football game. Like, this this feels like a game that's going right to the wire. You know? you got We've seen enough of these OU Baylor games in recent years to know what these guys are about. They're going to hit you hard. They'll fist fight you in pregame. They're going to run the ball at you 50 times. And it's going to be a slobber knocker of a game. So it just feels like one that's coming right down to the wire Saturday. And I think everybody realizes that. I think with the way the season's gone, though, you could say that about all the remaining games. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe not. I I wouldn't say that about OSU now if uh, Spencer Sanders is out. But we'll see what the diagnosis is on him. So. Yeah. Just Boy, um, how that storyline has – just the fact that that sentence came out of your mouth in, what, a week's time, a week and a half's time, week's time, when – well, you know, from the point, oh, you lost 49 nothing to Texas, how about that, mm-hmm. till now, you said, oh, I don't know, you know, might not be that close, oh, you may – crazy. Things happen in a hurry in college sports. They change quickly. All right. uh, We need a break. We are uh, headed down the stretch of a Wednesday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. We'll be back. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. You've seen the first college football playoff rankings if you had to put all your Skittles on one team to win it all, TJ, right now, who would it be? If I was putting all my Skittles down right now, I would probably put it win on. Win the whole kit and caboodle. The whole enchilada, TJ. That's a good-looking question. I think I would probably lean Georgia repeating right now. Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Is it better to win or lose this game Saturday? Between Georgia it's, and Tennessee? Assuming it's close. Here's my uh, hypothesis. Is that the game you're talking about? Yes! Okay. Yeah, yeah, not OU Baylor. Tennessee, Georgia. Here's my hypothesis. You're Tennessee especially, but either way, you lose a close game, hard-fought game, good game, just didn't go your way. So you don't go to the SEC championship game. You're a one-loss team. 
but your one loss is the hard-fought Georgia game. Versus winning this game, going to the SEC championship, and losing that one, obviously the right answer is win them all. But I'm saying, would you rather have your loss be now or in the SEC championship game? You understand what I'm saying? The last memory the committee has is, well, one, whoever wins that game is probably getting in. And maybe they take the loser of this game as the second guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think you go and win this I really, game. I really convoluted that. You that did. Make sense no, when... I get what you're trying to say, but I would say you win this game. You get to the SEC championship game, and if you drop that one, you're most likely still in the four. <sighs> okay, so here's the scenario. <laughs> this is very much a Teddy and Tyler conversation right here, okay? Tennessee loses. No, no, no. Tennessee wins, okay? Tennessee beats Georgia. Okay. You writing this down? All right. Tennessee beats Georgia okay. by seven. By seven. Okay. By seven. Okay. <coughs> then they go to the SEC championship game. They play one loss Alabama. And they get beat by seven. So you've got one loss Alabama conference champion. One lost Tennessee, who lost to Alabama in the conference championship. Mm-hmm. One lost Georgia, who lost to Tennessee by seven in the regular season. Not all three are getting in. Ohio State ran the table. Maybe Clemson. Maybe TCU. Not a, the only. We'll give them two. We're not giving them three. Which two? Um, Tennessee, Georgia, and Alabama. They all three get in. <laughs> To what you're talking about, they don't get in. They're better than Clemson. They're better than TCU. They're all three getting in at that point. Oh, my gosh. I mean, i got to see if Amazon sells SEC It's just fact. Those three teams, if that scenario played out, seven points on each one, all three would be in. I would be shocked if they weren't. What is Ohio State's undefeated, Clemson's undefeated? Ohio State's your other one. Ohio State, Clemson, TCU are all undefeated, and those three one-loss SEC teams, who's mm-hmm. getting in? The three one-loss SEC teams in Ohio State are getting in. Oh, my gosh. You are unbelievable. <laughs> I'm not unbelievable. I'm just telling it like it is, my friend. You are such a honk. Just, I'm trying. I, I you played out the perfect scenario for the three of them. Like, if that fantasy happened and it was all seven-point wins It's not a fantasy. Wins. The fact that you use the word fantasy tells us all we need to know. It's a nightmare is what it is. <laughs> You're like, oh, what a dream that would be. Oh, it would be glorious. you kidding me? Is there a way we could get all four teams in the playoffs somehow? Oh, what did Ole Miss do Here's, in there? Could we no. squeeze them in? Oh, my gosh, the SEC. They're just better. What do you want me to say? Yeah, how did that... uh, Especially if the games air on CBS. Have you seen the beauty of their cameras? Beautiful camera work. I'm trying to remember the Alabama-Texas game. I can't remember exactly how that went. Or about Georgia going to Missouri and uh, the fat kicker almost got them. Yeah, they had close wins. They had close wins in those situations. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Just thinking. Does LSU still win out? Who do they have left? They may be in that conversation to jump Ohio State. LSU and Alabama can't both win out. 
is going to be such a problem for you being in the SEC. You've been able to cheer for them from afar. I'm not cheering from them. Oh, you're asking me scenarios of what rooting. would happen, and I'm telling you're you. Gaga over every team that runs onto the field in the SEC. Look at those guys. They're so big and strong. You can tell. They <laughs> I've, never, even, I've never said that ever watching a football even, game of any level. Ooh, look at those guys. Yet. They're so you big could, and strong. You could tell they would totally clobber anyone they came up against. Look at them. <laughs> I've never uh, used the word clobbery. SEC, SEC, SEC. You're pathetic. Sorry, Teddy, I stole your word there. All right, pathetic. Well, sorry, undefeated Clemson. Sorry, undefeated TCU. Sorry for you. Get better. You've been, you've been left out by uh, all these one-loss SEC teams that just everyone can tell are so much better than you. And by the way, is it better to win or lose? It's win. I mean, like, it's better to win. You put yourself on the brink of then having that second loss. So you win and keep moving forward without that loss. You want that loss to come as late as possible and have big wins like over Tennessee or over Georgia. Well, again, we're under the assumption you're going to lose a game somewhere. Obviously, winning's better than losing, but you're going to lose a game somewhere. Usually, losing early is better. No, it is. What I'm saying is, in a situation like this, it's a big-time matchup. But it puts you one step closer to being eliminated. So you just go out and win it. And my point with that is because you risk losing another game. You don't have that cushion anymore. So you never want to lose. All right, I'll go along with the they should try to win scenario that you're painting for me. (laughs) I guess. You've talked me into it. You've talked me hey, into winning. Winning is better whether than it's living. ugly or not. A win's a win, and you should respect it. Okay? What about one? What? Uh, let me throw one more wrinkle in here. What about one loss USC conference champion in the? It, it won't matter because LSU will be ranked higher at the end of the day with three losses. <laughs> They're not right now. It should have been. Oh man. Okay. Imagine this 12-team playoff, TJ, how many SEC teams you could get You're getting in six. Conference champion plus only five more? Five more. Hmm. I think they've capped it at that. Boy, that's going to be fun, isn't it? 846 Especially when they'll use one of those six. Chris Plank joins us when we come back. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans. Here's what you're going to like. Uh, we welcome in Chris Plank now. Here's what you're going to like. I mean, you're going to like a lot, but here's what you're going to like about being in the SEC, TJ. Um, me. You're going to like working with me. <laughs> it's going to be a miserable world. You yes. Get, you get to roll into. Because I pretty much get along and like all these Big 12 teams. I mean, I don't like Texas, but even I get along with their play-by-play guy. You know, we, we have, I got friends all over. I can't stand any of these SEC schools. You're going to love miserable Toby. I'm going to love it, yeah. On the radio. I don't know how long we'll have you here in the mornings, but uh, it's going to be a fun, uh, fun time while we It'll do. Bad for my health. Yeah. Uh, before we welcome in Chris, by the way, if you missed the first segment today of the show, no, you'll want to tune in to the podcast deleted, and go back and listen to that, please. Been deleted. Oh, what man. happened? Nothing. 
Nothing, nothing, nothing. Sometimes you overshare before you're fully awake, Chris. Sometimes you just got to be there, right? I mean, we're all about wanting more listeners and, you know, out of doubt, trying to grow the brand. If, If you don't catch things live, we'll have kind of a show context. In this case, you're saying, no, you had to be there. Right? Yeah, we we need like an ESPN Plus equivalent <laughs> where there's like an extra pay portal where people can get some of our coverage. <laughs> this would definitely go behind the paywall. Uh, Chris Plank joins us. Crossover brought to you by the Cleveland County Family YMCA. Good morning, Plank. What's up, Tiro? How are you on this working man Wednesday? I'm just working, you know, or getting it done. It's the goal. Getting the job, getting the job done, yeah. That is the goal. Uh, were you outraged by anything last night in the playoff rankings no me neither and i hate that what i'm i'm uh you know i think it's uh, uh the reasoning they gave for putting tcu behind alabama is stupid it was it made no sense to me but uh i'm not surprised by it at all nor necessarily outraged we're not pounding our fist on the table on the collective the only, tables this morning. The only justification you can come up with it is that you look at them and go, yeah, well, they're wearing the Alabama uniforms, and those guys are wearing the frogs on the side of their helmets, and so that's edge to them. I wish sometimes there would be that, what was the movie with Jim Carrey? Liar, liar. Liar, liar. That truth serum that was put into him right before they had to do that interview, and literally whenever they give, I mean, everything they said that was anti a couple of teams would be anti the team that they ranked ahead of them. To be honest, you're like, what? It is an impossible situation. Absolutely. I, I, I've talked to Joe about this before. When he was like the chairman of the basketball committee, you could sit in that room and you could argue vehemently as the chairman that TCU should be a ranked ahead of Alabama, right? And then you take the vote and the vote comes out that Alabama's ahead of TCU. And then you've got to go out there and defend it. Even though you don't believe in it, even though you sat in that room and argued vehemently against it, now you've got to go on national television and defend it. Right. And that's got to be some sort of skill whenever you don't feel yeah. that way, where you're like, yeah, yeah. there was debate. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Right. And you can't do that either. It's like, we had a healthy debate about it, and you just can't leave it there. You've got to give us more. And yeah, and you're right. It's reasons. a no-win situation. And whatever reason you give, we're going to parse and sure. compare and all that kind of stuff. It's a... It's an impossible situation. But, no, I didn't have any big problem with it. I was I was kind of happy to see them put Tennessee at number one. I think they deserve it based on what they've done this year so far. I think they've been the story of the college football season. Agreed. But miles to go before anything is decided, and we have seen every year that these initial rankings mean very little other than to get us in the mood for the race in, in November here. Do you remember who three and four were in last year's rankings? Uh, Mississippi Valley State <laughs> and Rutgers. It right? was Michigan State was three and Oregon was four. Ooh. And remember at the time last year, we were all outraged because an undefeated Sooner team, I want to say, debuted eighth behind a handful of yep. one-loss teams. So. The most disliked undefeated college football <laughs> team of all time. Remember that? Every every week they'd go down farther in the rankings. It's like, wait a minute. They would they win won. and slide. Oh, they won again. Slide. They're terrible. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, that was funny. Memories, memories. It's only but yeah, funny because I, it's over. I am kicking myself though because Josh and I talked about it quite a bit. I was thinking about making one of the Tuesday Maction games my upset, and of course it hit. 
So I'm I'm doomed for this weekend. Ooh. Yeah, I was all over. <laughs> this shows you how much I knew about him going into the game. I was all over whomever Kent State was playing for some reason. I was just like, whoever plays Kent State this weekend, that's who I'm going to take as my lock. And I don't know why. I don't know why the uh, anti-Kent State was there, but when I saw Ball State on the schedule last night and I saw five and a half, I thought, let's go. Didn't pull the trigger, though. So is that the game that ended with the crazy – I saw something about some crazy kickoff return with all the players on the field and everything. No, no, no. That was a couple days ago. Oh, okay. Have you seen that? Did you watch yeah, that? Saw, did that count? I, I never got a confirmation. Have you seen this, TJ? I don't think so. Okay. It's got to be like an NAIA game. Yeah, right? I thought it was Ball State and somebody. Was it really? No, I don't know for sure. I'll see if I can. You might be right. You might Tell be right. Tell the story and I'll look at so it. So you look it up. Essentially, TJ, they have this kick return, and as they're throwing the ball around – you know, the other team start because it looks like they're down. And, and by the way, it looks like this dude is tackled a couple of times and they never blow the whistle and he spins so out. They're pitching to one another. They're pitching the to one alive. another. Well, one team storms the field because they think the game is over. And midway through storming the field, this dude just breaks through and takes it to the house. He wasn't down. He wasn't down. He was never down. And they had some of these throws, these, and all of them were legal laterals. Every right. single one, there wasn't a flag on a single one of them. But they, they think it's over, and it looks like it's over, and this team storms the field, and next thing you know, dude is just taking it to the house. I don't guess. I didn't see that. No. Oh. Surely it didn't count, or we would have heard more about this. It had to, There had to be flags all over the place. <laughs> I can't. Uh, right now, I can't find it for some reason. So Nice. Um, yeah, we'll figure it out. I'll figure Hey, you know what? That's a cliffhanger for the next segment. On, like, I think it was on Barstool or something like that that I saw it. But yep. Anyway. All right. Chris, I hope you just have the best show. You've well, that's a, that's a cliffhanger for the start of my show. Well done. All right. <laughs> Stick around, everyone. Find out whether this play that we spent our segment on was a real play or not. Coming up on the first segment of the Plank Show. Thanks to you fine folks for listening today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.